Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Stream Queens podcast, where we review horror films and horror-adjacent films you can stream on the internet. I'm your co-host, Rachel, and joining me is the person who, if sassiness was a lethal weapon, would indeed be the most dangerous game. Mars! <laughs> Hello! <laughs> hey, girl. Hey, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing okay. It's a weird time to be alive, but uh, yeah. I'm very good at compartmentalizing and shutting <laughs> it out. And when that doesn't work, there's always alcohol. So great. I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. What have you been up to? Anything exciting? You know, not a whole lot. Work is getting better, finally. So I'm not Yay. just brain dead on the weekends anymore. So that's good. You know, as much as it looks like we're headed into further strange times. <sighs> at least, I mean, I feel in a little more prepared for it since we already did it once. I'm not looking forward to it by any means. No. But no. at least it's less of that anxiety of I have no idea how this is going to go. Right. Know, now just again. Yeah. I mean, I got one good trip in, in the window between vaccines and things are opening again to yeah. guess what? We're headed back into a shutdown kind of feeling. At least you got to do one really fun thing, though. I know. At least I got one really fun, really important vacation in. Yeah. Before having to go back into basically, I'm. I just. I. I'm not trying to jinx it. Just have a feeling. Second knocking shut, on wood. Second shutdown is on its way. Girl, it's coming. It's coming. It has to. It has I to know. be. Because well, they, I mean, you've heard about Australia, which was doing so well for so yeah. long, and they've been shut down since June. Delta's a like bitch, that. man. Yeah. Delta's gonna get you. Ugh. It's the worst. It's the fucking worst. I know we were planning our vacation for the end of the year. I know. We, we had were going so to many Vegas. Trips. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's, oh, it's slowly well. just kind of looking like we're going to have to return to tribal communities or it's just small groups of people who never leave the boundaries of the village. Because See, this is why we should have started the bunker sooner. We really should have. You know, hindsight's a bitch. We should have started this bunker three years ago. Because right now we'd be all just chilling, having a right. good old time. You'd have to go through quarantining to get in. But once you're in, you're in the bubble, literally. We'd be having, we could be playing beer pong right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anywho, this time we're going to be reviewing a little film called The Hunt, a movie that made me really want Betty Gilpin to have her own sort of Mission and Impossible le levels of action series because she's fucking amazing. Oh my god. Yes, I'm excited to talk about Betty Gilpin all the time. But I have a warm-up question for you. What do you think? Sure. All right. So if you awoke and found yourself in a hunt like this, right? Where you are the most dangerous game that is being hunted by other humans. What would be your game plan? How would you go about surviving the hunt? I mean, honestly, my instincts would be to go the, the get the Betty Gilpin route where you just separate yourself from the group and you don't right. do the expected things. You know, they right. obviously set some things up because they expected people to react to these situations and they did. I, I think 100% I would have just hightailed it in the other direction you know it's like game of thrones theory you never go to the cornucopia you know right you get out of there asap mm -hmm. i don't know how well i would do on my own it feels like following the crowd in the direction that the hunters think 
they're hurting you in feels like the wrong decision. Right, right. So safety in numbers is actually the worst thing to do in this situation. The only thing is, is in those cases where you just have to be the second to the slowest person, you know what I mean? Right. If you're faster than one other person, you're okay. So, so there's that aspect of it. But I also think you're a target when you're a group, right? Whereas if you're by yourself, you might be able to be a little more stealthy stealthy i'm trying to dig myself a little mole hole and just be like this is my life now yeah okay <laughs> so it's not weird then because i didn't say it but my honest instinct was like you you big you dig yourself a burrow and you just <laughs> wait it out you're like i guess i'm gonna have to learn how to hibernate because this yeah. is life now i yeah. am a mole person yeah i mean where you get screwed is if it's like what's that one the japanese film uh, it's battle royale rules where you every so often they close the perimeter Oh, yeah. Have you seen that? Where everybody has those neck things on, right? So they Mm -hmm. can keep track of where you are. And so you have to keep moving closer and closer to the center of the island. So it forces confrontations. That's where I get screwed. Because I would would definitely get my head exploded because I was scared to move closer into the island. Yeah. At least that's a quick death. I think it's over before you even feel it. Yeah, it's more so the anticipation of of waiting for the exploit but you know yeah but it starts dinging that's the worst part yeah yeah Hmm. okay so much for that theory yeah i think (laughs) i would probably try to hide and then my next move i don't know dude i feel like i'm definitely an early out in a hunt situation yeah i i don't know but i mean that's my instinct separate and then hunker and hide Right. I now yes. know that what I want to do is get a pen and rub it on my hair so I can turn it into a compass. Right. <laughs> I learned a lot of survivalist skills from this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Don't eat the donuts. Don't yeah. eat the donuts. Right? I mean, but I already knew that from Flowers in the Attic. But yeah, don't eat the donuts. Don't you make a compass with your your hair. Which I did not know what was happening. I was like, is she cutting her hair? Like, I also what? thought she was cutting her hair. And I was like, huh. That's a choice. I feel like we need to take a survivalist course. What do you think? Yeah, Lars? as I would much do that. as it would suck to be outside in nature, I feel like we need we need a little survivalist skill set. I would do it. That would, would be so fun. Yeah. All right, all right. When we, when it's safe to do so, we're gonna start researching survivalist schools, and we're gonna do a, I think maybe like a weekend boot camp or something. Ooh, that would be fun. That would be right? fun. I would actually I would do that with you because yeah. I also feel like we also kind of need it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Every time I think we're edging away from the, you know, the dystopia, we edge right back in. And I'm like, yeah, I really, I, I think I do need to know how to do these things. Yeah. yeah. I don't really want to clean a fish, but I probably should know how. Right. Yeah. I think I need to get better at tying knots. I don't yeah. trust my, my knot tying Oh, yeah. Me, absolutely right not. If it's not like a bow, I don't know how to right. do it. That's why <laughs> yeah. I'm saying I'm definitely an early out. But if we took some survivalist courses... We could at least make it to halfway through the movie. We at least have a chance. Right? Yeah. Okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we'll take a quick little break and listen to an ad from our buddies over Here's Johnny. And then we're going to get into this movie uh, where we maybe can pick up some survivalist skills. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Tales of giant monsters are as old as tales themselves. What makes those stories fit into the kaiju genre, and just how scary can they be? Larry and Justin are pursuing this very knowledge on the Here's Johnny podcast, a horror show that arrives every week, just like your favorite radio drama, but instantly through forbidden sciences known as Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. 
There are a ton of kaiju out there to learn about. Just listen to your local emergency officials and stay out of their path. Wait, say that again? Uh, sorry, folks. I'm getting a message from our staff. Uh, folks, we're getting reports that a massive creature has just risen off the coast of this nation and is heading this way. Please follow evacuation protocol and... Listen to the Here's Johnny podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Okay, cool. So we are back. We're going to talk about The Hunt. Now, Mars, you picked this movie. Tell me a little bit about what made you select The Hunt. So I remember a few years ago when it was announced. I mean, I think they'd pretty much shot it, but it was announced that, it, you know, they were, this movie was coming out. And I remember it causing a lot of controversy. Oh, yeah. A lot. Mm-hmm. And I remember there being discussions. I think they might have. I didn't do any research on this. because That's you know, okay. That's I did. <laughs> my strong point. I'm just here to talk. But I, I remember the studio was considering not releasing it when they were going to because so many people were against it. And I, to this day, don't really understand because this isn't the first dangerous game themed movie mm-hmm. that's ever happened. So, I mean, maybe there's more to it that I didn't. Again, I didn't even at the time even really research it i just remember being disappointed because i thought it sounded cool i thought it sounded like a movie i wanted to see and then it came out apparently i had no idea until a few weeks ago when it was on hbo and it was like oh yeah Mm -hmm. this movie i wanted to see this and here we are (laughs) and here we are yeah this is one that i also it was on my radar and then just disappeared off my radar right it kind of just slipped away into the darkness and then somehow existed later i don't know So this one got the double whammy of, I mean, it's just a movie that America makes really hard to release because it was a combination of a few different things. First of all, what, before I get into this though, we need to do our spoiler warning. Mars, what is our policy for spoilers here on the podcast? We are going to spoil the whole thing. We're going to talk about this whole movie from beginning to end. And I honestly suggest going unspoiled. I think, I think this movie is... There's some little twisty twists at the end yeah. that could be ruined if you if you know. There's some twisty twists at the very beginning that uh, that uh, uh, correct one in particular yeah. one right in the face. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> did not I, see that one coming. <laughs> I didn't see three or four of the yeah. inciting yeah. incidences coming. So I yeah. definitely would suggest going in unspoiled to this yep. one for sure. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lot more fun if you don't see it coming. That is very very true. I agree. So. As challenging as the world and America made to release this movie, on the other end, there are some actually pretty big deal people behind it in terms of, of the world of genre filmmaking and stuff. So it was directed by Greg Zobel, who had previously only directed a couple of things. He directed Compliance, which is a super fucked up movie if you've never seen it based on a true story. Have you seen this? No, I've never even heard of it. It's about this person that calls someone at like a fast food restaurant and says that they're from the home office and that one of the employees may be stealing and over the course of a day through like weird authority and pressure torture gets her to torture and assault one of her employees oh my god and it's based on true story (gasps) yeah oh yeah it's super fucked up he also directed the post-apocalyptic film z for zachariah and all of mayor of east town which is totally random but it's excellent yeah i know (laughs) have you seen mayor of east town it's fucking great i haven't seen it my mom was pretty obsessed with it yeah it's really really good and it was written by nick hughes who wrote the leftovers maniac that series for netflix not the 
Elijah Wood serial killer scalping mm. movie. The Watchmen and the Apple Plus series Calls, which is really cool and trippy. It's just two people having conversations while something weird is happening. And on the screen, it's just weird psychedelic visuals. I recommend it. Huh. I've never heard of that one either. Yeah, it's really cool. And then Damon Lindelhoff, who is definitely probably the biggest deal out of them. He created Lost. He wrote Cowboys vs. Aliens, The Leftovers, Prometheus, which is terrible. Star Trek Into Darkness, World War Z, and Watchmen. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Yeah. So, okay. So, like I said, there's a little bit of controversy around the production history and release of this movie. Before it was called The Hunt, it was originally titled Red State versus Blue State. Oof. Yeah. However, since all of the stuff went down, Universal has tried to deny that fact. Unfortunately, people have seen the original script. Uh Uh-huh. And this, yeah. Mm-hmm. particularly into the le- in the lead up to this release because there was so much outrage coming from the right like a bunch of right wing talking heads basically were con- condemning this movie before they saw it because they thought that it was going to be blue state good red state bad yeah or you know the liberal elite hunting trump oh. supporters oh i mean it's it to me, I think I mean, that's very ironic considering the content of this movie, but okay, sure. To me, it smacks more of a, a little bit of a guilty conscience. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Anyway. Yep. Yep. So this is especially ironic because in the earlier drafts of this movie, it was much more clear that the working class conservatives were the good guys and the left wing liberal elites were villains. Okay. Uh huh. So. Despite these early versions being much more partisan, Zobel has said that he hoped that this movie was going to be a teachable moment across the political spectrum about why we're so polarized, which is a lot of heavy lifting for kind of an exploitation, you know, genre film. He said, my hope is that people will reflect on why we are in this moment, why we don't have any desire to listen to each other. And if I'm lucky, some of us will ask each other, how did we get here? And why do we want? What do we want to do moving forward? Wow, yeah, that's um, it's a lot of deep thinking for a dangerous game movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. So prior to its release, there were two test screenings of the film, which both garnered very negative reactions due oh. to the politics of the film. Mm-hmm. Universal was apparently completely caught off guard by this reaction, despite the fact that all the other studios had passed on the script for this exact reason. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, poor sweet Universal. Yeah. Like, why? I don't get it, guys. I like it. <laughs> they have since denied that this ever happened too. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. It was originally set to be released in September 2019. However, it was pushed back due to not one but two mass shootings. America. <sighs> the El Paso and Dayton, Ohio shootings specifically, and I have to specify that because in 2019. It could have been so many other mass shootings. Yeah. Yeah. So eventually it was released on March 13, 2020. All of the marketing around it was the most controversial movie ever. You know, you haven't seen yet. All this stuff about the most talked about movie no one has seen were all of the sort of taglines on the the poster. And that may have worked because let's face it, controversy is a very effective marketing tool except for a little thing called COVID-19. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I don't even remember seeing marketing for this. Yeah. Yep. It it went, it came and went in the theaters pretty fast because no one was going to the theater anymore. And so many of them were closing. And of course, it underperformed at the box office and went to PVOD, the premium VOD early, which at the time was like, holy shit. And has since sadly become much more the norm. Yeah. Yeah. So it is now available on HBO Max. If you want to put it in your eyeballs after you watch The Suicide Squad, uh, you can. It is there awaiting for you. And that is what I got for the background on this movie. Thoughts? You know, <laughs> as having done no, basically no research on it, and my only memories being before it was released, when everybody was having problems with it, even though it wasn't released yet, that pretty much matches up with what I... Yeah. had gathered from reading a scant number of articles and headlines and, and decided somehow deciding like, Ooh, I really want to see this. And then, you know, like I said, March, 2020, I was not, uh, you're not thinking not about thinking, movies. Yeah. I'm not thinking about movies. I'm not thinking mm-hmm. about theaters. So no, no, I, no. I somehow missed, I missed it being advertised as coming out. I missed them announcing a release date. I, I, at that point had forgotten it even existed. Yeah. I feel like America was busy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it was also right before the election. You know what I mean? Not right before, but do you remember? I, it's easy to forget how fucking insane everything was in 2019. Yeah. And 2020. It was just, it was, I guess this was right after the election when it finally came out. But it was, September was when it was supposed to come out, right? And it was a fevered pitch by then. Yeah. And September 2019 was right around, you know, when we had to start. This thing that was only in China started to not be only in China. Yeah. You know? And, and then by mm-hmm. March, I mean, Oregon Oregon shut down in March. Oh, yeah. So leading up to March was, oh, shit, this is getting bad. Oh, yeah. shit, this is real. Oh, shit, everything's closed. Yeah. So I wasn't exactly paying attention yeah. to other things. That was me, like, telling all my friends, not you, but my friend, other friends, like, this is serious. You should be freaked out. This is, and they're like, nah, nah, nah. I'm like seriously the shit is <laughs> fucked <laughs> yep yep and then like i said i completely even forgot this ever existed until i saw it on hbo max you know what four weeks ago or something like right, that and i was right. just kind of scrolling through and i was like oh yeah that was a movie. thing yeah <laughs> it's so sad though immediately when the world opened up the mass shooting started again. oh my god we just can't i mean honestly as kind of in some ways absurd this movie is it does speak to a very american (laughs) a distinctly american problem yeah i was gonna we love killing each other you know and i I was gonna say i don't know that i walked away from this movie with that messaging that they want they were hoping let's come together about all this (laughs) like let's have a let's have a dialogue about why we disagree. No, when I walked away from this movie, because I, wa- I finished it and I was like, okay, so what exactly do I think the, the theme was here? The message was here. And really, I was like, I, pr- I really feel like the message of this movie is regardless of your political beliefs, we're all trash people. Yeah. We're all garbage. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, I think that's partly what this version of the script is trying to say, which I, I don't love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say it. Um, there's some things I really like about this movie. That's not one of them. (laughs) I would have to agree. Okay. All right. Good, 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 good. I mean, I mainly wanted you to watch this movie. No, not I mainly wanted 
you to watch this movie. I only wanted you to watch this movie for Betty Gilpin. I honestly only Betty Gilpin could make me watch. I watched this twice because we were originally we were gonna record this last week, and I was like, I need a refresh, and I was like, Betty Gilpin. I'm here for the Betty Gilpin evidence. Yeah, because yeah. goddamn, I love her. Oh, and she killed it in this. Movie. She's so good in this. I Ugh. I wish honestly, I'm getting ahead of my overall thoughts. I wish that the the political stuff was not in this because I would love to just fucking watch Betty Gilpin survive people. Yeah, uh, yeah, she's so amazing. She's yeah. so amazing. I love her. She's a fucking star. I love her. Yeah, same. I was like, I don't need all this political, you know, we're mm-hmm. all, you know, I don't need deep messaging here. I just want to watch Betty Gilpin kick ass for an hour and a half. 100%. And then I want a 100%. sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, but I don't want a sequel with deep messaging. I just want to watch Betty Gilpin be amazing. Right? Right. That's all and the I thing want. is, all the political stuff robbed me of the full joy that I could experience watching her do this. Yeah. But we'll get, we'll get into it. We'll yeah, get into yeah, it. We'll get into yeah, it. We'll get yeah. into it. We'll get yeah, into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's get into it because obviously we cannot control ourselves. Let's get this party started. Tell me about this movie. Betty Gilpin's amazing. End of story. No. Uh, <laughs> Roll <the> credits. <laughs> okay. So this movie opens with a mysterious figure in a group text with, I mean, we kind of already get the feeling because of the way the conversation's going. They start talking about Manor Gate and, you know, slaughtering deplorables that this is this is our cast of rich elites who are going to be doing the hunting so sorry I'm, i know i'm already cutting you off but their dialogue back and forth is like you know how when we laugh when it's so obvious that an adult has written teen dialogue yes it's oh like that for you know liberal talk you know what i mean like, i was like okay fellow liberals i know <laughs> Give me a fellow liberal people <laughs> like that whole did you see what our rat fucker and yeah rat fucker and chief or whatever it was to, and then their whole day equals ruined uh, yeah, it, <laughs> it, it just, yeah i was like okay this is a tell that you clearly have no fucking idea what you're saying <laughs> i feel the exact it was so much someone was like yeah this is exactly how they talk right and right. this is the same person who writes dialogue where the teens are like oh the parental unit. Yeah, exactly. So this was the parental case. unit of liberal elite speak. <laughs> yes. That is a hundred percent correct. Oh my gosh. <sighs> so, but that's how we get our first introduction to the hunters who are referencing Manorgate in or the manor and how oh we weren't supposed to talk we said we'd never talk about the manor in text and all this deleting this thread and all these things and uh-huh. whatever. Which also doesn't really make sense because it's a text message, right? So how do you but anyway, not not important. So from there, <laughs> we end up on a plane with Dennis Reynolds. And he will be just Dennis Reynolds because I don't know what his real name is and I don't know what his character's name is. So I, Can I just say be. how much I love him? I this, love This him. cast is fucking stacked with people I love. Yes. Oh my god. Stacked. Ike Barinholtz, shut the fuck up. He's hilarious. I, I love him. Yes. Yes. And I love Dennis Reynolds and I love even the, the guy who... I don't know his name, but he's the guy who played the refugee, but he also yes. played Selena Meyer's Egyptian boyfriend in, in Veep. Yes, he's yeah. great. He's, and he's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, this it's really full of really talent. And I, I love, um. oh gosh, I wish I had the cast in front of me. Let me pull it up really quickly. Betty Gilpin. Oh, I just saw the pig. R.I.P. pig. Okay. It's funny, the only person I knew who had seen this for a long time was sarah and she was like fuck this movie they killed the pig that's all i knew about it was that the pig died (laughs) yeah she had a pig so she loves pigs 
The second time I watched it, that happened, and I was like, oh, shit, I should have warned Rachel, but at that point, it was too late. I, it I starts like... with the turtle thing. <laughs> oh, But yeah. here's the good news. I always look at Does the Dog Die, so that shit never catches me off guard. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it has Emma Roberts, who I really enjoy, mostly just because of all the American Horror Story Scream Queens content. Yes. And Amy Madigan, who I really love. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy how many people just sort of pop up. Ethan Soupley, who was on that. Um, oh, yeah. The one where the guy is making amends with everyone. He has the list of people that he's making amends with. It was a TV show. I don't know. I always just think of all, because he was in a bunch of early 2000s teen yes he was yes 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 he was so that's Uh, what i always think of and then also he was in the butterfly effect do you remember that uh he was the goth guy in the butterfly effect right (laughs) yeah uh what the hell was the name of that show don't drive me crazy now my name is earl that's what it was my name is earl oh i've never i've never seen that well it was very funny show but yeah i mean it's full of really funny comedic actors and it's one of the things that I do like about this, and we'll get into this, is uh, it's pretty unexpected how things go. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I do love that, uh, I mean, again, getting ahead, but I do love that there are moments that are just genuinely funny, but not in like, oh, this is really well-written comedy, but just in like the absurdity yes. of just the situations and the attitudes and the way people handle things. It is just, it's it's good. Anyway. Okay. Okay. Sorry. So from there, we're on a plane with Dennis Reynolds, who... From here on out, I'm going to end up just calling Dennis Reynolds. Fine with me. I don't know what his character's name is, and I don't know what the the man's actual name is. So Dennis Reynolds. He seems like he would use the Dennis system with women. I'll just say yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He mm-hmm. seems still pretty Dennis Reynolds-y <laughs> in this role. But the flight attendant's asking him if he wants anything, and he's just pulling this, just that kind of rich dude who's used to getting whatever he wants kind of move. But while he's talking with the flight attendant, she's pouring him some champagne and just starts overpouring because a man comes staggering out of the back (sighs) of the plane. Yep. Pretty drugged up, having woken up. Everybody else in the plane wakes up. One of the passengers on the plane is a doctor. And so he starts kind of doing the whole, no, you just need to lay down. It's okay. You know, whatever. And then just stabs him straight in the throat with a pen. Because it's like, you weren't supposed to wake up yet, so I'm going to put you back to sleep. And this poor... (laughs) flight attendant <laughs> who we know we find out at the end of the movie knows who she works for but you know yeah still this poor poor woman but the captive doesn't die and so our mysterious figure from the beginning wakes up and stabs him through the eye with the heel of her shoe and removes his eyeball yes i will say one thing a lot of the effects in this movie i really like oh no they're excellent yeah, yeah surprisingly well done and this is a surprisingly gruesome movie like, it's pretty unflinching in places yeah we'll get into yeah. the pit the pit <laughs> i'm more thinking about pants grenade oh that my god pants pretty... grenade is pretty fucking great yeah yeah <laughs> it's funny because i accidentally paused on that tonight when i was rewatching it and it is explosive <laughs> it is detailed <laughs> So the captive gets stabbed in the eye, his eyeball gets removed, the figure who stabbed him with the heel of her shoe. She's not having a lot of really strong emotions about it. She just kind of accomplished a task and then walks away. They drag the captive into a back room where we get the first glimpse of our fir- of our supposed main character. This is this is the way I'm going to have to tell this because there were four instances where I was like, oh, okay, so this is our main character. No, 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 no. no. Oh, okay, so this is our main character. Oh, okay, so this is our main character. 
So this was the first time when I was like, all right, main character, Emma Roberts, here we go. Right. Recognizable actor. Right. We open on her. Mm -hmm. If you're someone who you know, if you're going to pay them to be in a movie, you're going to pay them to be in the movie. Right. Absolutely. So she's passed out. She wakes up in the woods, gagged. And the first thing she sees is a woman by a creek who is making a, a compass by magnetizing a pin with her hair and seeing it float in the water. And then she just sort of takes off despite Emma Roberts calling out and trying to get her attention. So instead, Emma Roberts sees another person, a man who's also gagged, and he's headed towards his open fields that she follows. And he is totally looks like your leading male sort of role. There's going to be, they have a little bit of an eyeball connection. Mm-hmm. And you think like, oh, here are, here are Here's leads. Our, here's our leads. So they get to this big open meadow where there's a big crate. And a guy is opening it with a crowbar. Some people are running because I think they're afraid it's going to, you know, explode or be Yeah, Don's like, it's a bomb! Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're watching from the tree line. And instead, when he gets the crate open, a pig in a costume comes running out. And there's a whole rack of, we- of weapons. So, of course, everybody's been watching from the tree line comes flooding in for the guns and the knives and things. Emma Roberts, as she's walking towards the crate, comes across the lid where she finds a little envelope that has the key to all of their gags in it. So she takes the key to the first person that she, whose attention she gets, which is, again, what we thought. Oh, there's our other lead. Handsome man. The first person that we see a connection with between who our main character. So here we go. Here's our people. These are our main characters, right? Everybody gets out of their gags. People start getting weapons and things. People are trying to they're doing all the questions of what's going on why are we here and then the gunfire starts and people start getting picked off so our i can't think of what the guy's name is the actor who we you know the one who was on uh well okay so (laughs) i didn't i should have put these in the the notes just because the names are so great so emma roberts is yoga pants I do remember that because they all get nicknames. Is yes. the thing is the the hunters have given them all nicknames. Okay, so this is shut the fuck up, Gary. I think it's oh. who you're referring to. There's also Vanilla Knight. No, shut the fuck up, Gary is the guy is Ethan Soothly. Oh, oh, okay. So wait, are you talking about handsome guy? Yeah, the handsome guy. That would be the one who was on This Is Us. Yes. Who we find out later was a big game hunter. Yes. His name is Trucker, and apparently okay. he is uncredited. Really. Yes. Well, so, okay, so this is our second point where I'm like, okay, here's our, our other lead, right? Emma Roberts, Justin Hartley. Right. Recognizable, big names, beautiful people. Yes. So the gunfire starts, Justin Hartley, or the tr- the trucker, uh-huh. grabs Yoga Pants' hand, and he pulls her out of the way at just in time, you know, and, and she goes, oh, my God, that almost hit me, and then gets shot in the head. I was just like, what? I know. I had to replay it. I had to do the 10 second rewind to be like, wait, 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 wait. What? <laughs> Which I honestly appreciate. I love this. Yeah. This, it's it's one of those things that you laugh out of shock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I loved this whole opening sequence yeah, because of all of these things. So then Justin Hartley is crouched by this, you know, by the, or the trucker is crouched by the crate. There's a woman who's been hiding in it. It's so funny because she's in Ugg boots, uh, mint green jeans and all these things. And she's like, all right, we got to go, go now. And she just takes off across the field and she almost makes it and then disappears into a pit. So that's so bad. The trucker gets up and starts running towards where she disappeared and finds her in a pit of stakes stabbed in places where you're like no i think that might be the end of it for you yeah 
But, you know, he gives it a shot. I do love she's lying there. And she's like, I fell. Tomorrow's my birthday. I'm going <laughs> to eat a whole pie. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate the sentiment. And I mean, I think that would be me, too. If I'd been stabbed through yeah. the torso after falling into a pit, I'd be like, ah, I'm not making any sense. I want pie. Right. I'm going to have me a pizza. A whole pizza. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the thing. Is Mine wouldn't be a pie. It I think would be I like, just I realized mean... I might have pizza now. Oh. We have lucky. Oh, we don't? Is that a lie? Oh, producer Randy says no pizza. Uh-oh. <laughs> he's, oh, he's saying we can get one. <laughs> <laughs> so the trucker pulls the woman out of the pit, and they start limping off into the tree line when he steps on a grenade and uh, breaks the fourth wall. I do love that moment where yes. he just looks up and he's just so like, oh. And it's, again, another character you're like, oh, oh no, you're not the you're, you're yeah. not who we're going to be following. So oh. he he blows up and through the smoke emerges our third main character that I thought right. was going to be our Surely this other recognizable yeah. actor this is our other, lead. Ike Barinholtz, who's they name him when he's in the mom pop shop. Mr. I think he's Anyway. I think he's Staten Island. That's his name. Staten Island. Oh, okay. So Staten Island appears. And I, again, I was like, oh, recognizable. If it's dead. But at this point, I don't know anymore. Right. <laughs> now I don't trust. Because well, I thought he was going to be our comedic rele- relief that dies in the third act. Mm-hmm. That's The formula should have him be, he should be our Hudson, right? Yeah. But no, no, no. Oh, no. No. So he appears and the woman who half of her has flown back into the pit. Oh the God. other half is just. I was like, I remember off. when it was gross before. I was <laughs> not ready. <laughs> nope. So she's she's now just a torso in the pit and she's asking him to shoot her. And I think this is the first moment where I started realizing, OK, so the political viewpoints that I thought were going to be here might be a little uh, different than I expected. Because we're, I mean, I went into this thinking, well, obviously it's supposed to be we side with the hunted, right? And this is where he's, you know, Ike Barinholtz is leaning into the pit and being like, oh my God. And she's just like, shoot me. Because I mean, she's bleeding out at this point and he won't do it. And then she delivers the line. She's like, you know, whatever snowflake and takes his gun and shoots herself. And I was like, huh, huh. I may not, I may not actually know where this is going. Right interesting Uh okay Uh all right this will be interesting so from there we follow ike barinholtz to a fence where he meets up with three of the other hunted people and you know they see a road on the other side of this fence and so they're you know deciding civilization is going to save them they try to make it over the fence one of the guys gets shot with arrows so he goes back trying to take out as many as he can and ends up just getting blown up but staten island makes it to a mom pa shop with two other people who have been hunted just a dude who's from Florida and covered in tattoos and a woman from Wyoming who I actually just, I, I don't know. I think the acting across the board was just great with almost everyone in this movie, but I just, I really love the Wyoming lady. I don't know why the way she just walks her in that store, <laughs> putting on the sunglasses. And when the, when the Florida guy's like, Hey, let me get one of those donuts. She's like, get your own. I don't know. Something about her, uh-huh. her performance. That I really loved. Yeah. But they yeah. make it into this mom pa shop where the mom pa are immediately, because I mean, they walk in with guns. Right. And so the mom pa are like, Oh my God, you know, just a couple hundred bucks in the cash register. Just take what you want. And Ike Barinholtz is, more so, you know, he just needs the phone. He wants to call the police. He has a really weird conversation with the police where it's not really a convincing police officer or, you know, Ike Baron Holtz is like, just trace the call. And the police guy on the other line is like, oh, yeah, that would be a good idea. And it kind of just hangs up on him. 
And they're trying to figure out where they are and why this is happening. Ike Barinholtz is 100% like, this is Mannergate. Remember, you know, this thing everybody was talking about? This is Mannergate. And then to further my, my suspicion that I did not know where this movie was going to go is the Mon Pa who believe they're being held up. They start getting real judgy where they're like, you know, well, then why do you have guns? And his whole, because it's my, it's my right to protect right. myself. I own seven guns because, and, you know, and the Wyoming lady's like, yeah, you know, it's our right to defend our home and our family and all this. And then the mom and pops start doing the like, so, but doesn't that give the people hunting you the right to also own guns? And it starts getting into this weird gun debate thing. Uh -huh. And then. Ma gets a little, what is the line where she's like, but will there still be sugar after the revolution? And yeah, it starts getting a little strange climate wise in that convenience store. And that's when the lady from Wyoming starts choking because the donuts are poison. And that's when we also reveal what I kind of suspected from the beginning, that Ma and Pa are not actually Arkansas residents who just happen to be wrong place, wrong time. They are in on it and they turn around, they're wearing gas masks and they start, they throw a canister that takes out Florida guy and they shoot Staten Island. And I just love her whole, like, I'm not cleaning him up. You know, this is their game. And that's when it's revealed that they are some of the two of the hunters, right? And that this whole story is a setup to lure the hunted in. And, you know, we get more of, oh, what is it? The guy pop, the pop character who's talking to a choking Florida man. Who's just like, you know, climate change is real and all this. And it's it's during this scene where I start not sure where I'm where I am. Because we go into this thinking we're supposed to, you know, be anti the hunters and pro the hunted, but the hunted, they've given them all these really, you know, I don't know, viewpoints that I don't necessarily also agree with, where it's like, <laughs> I um I do believe in climate change, right? I do believe climate change is real. I also am not a wealthy elite who's like, we should hunt deplorables, you know? So I'm very confused yeah. I mean, at this I, point. I don't like the idea, or I don't like the juxtaposition of climate change is real and also sugar is poison. I know. Because it, what it does is it makes it look like everything that they're saying is alarmist and absurdist when that's actually not really true. Only half of that is. You know this what I is mean? Why, this is why I walked away from this movie unsure of how I... Felt about either side, but very sure that I think this movie was essentially just like, see, we're all we're all garbage. We're, we're see, all I, trash. I, I kind of didn't feel like they thought. I feel like they thought one side was trash and the other one was. But see, I can't tell who they wanted me to think the trash was. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I felt it was very heavy handed in the I mean, okay, yes and no. On one hand, I do think the idea of this is both sides are trash, it's it's equal, is deeply problematic. But I also think that there is a hysteria to the way that people with who are politically liberal are portrayed in this. The rednecks are treated like they're a little bit dumb, and the liberals are hysterical. So I think... Yeah. So I think you're definitely supposed to side with the people that are being hunted. Yeah, well, I mean, that's my instinct, but then they gave all the people who are being hunted, except for Betty Gilpin, they gave them all these really awful, I mean... Yeah, I that's know. true. That is they true. Gave them, they gave every single one of them was a stereotype of someone who, uh, you know, they were... That's fair. It was 
all people that are, you, you know, the guy, Ethan Supley, you know, I'm getting ahead of us in the plot, but when he accuses them of being, what is it, crisis actors, you know, but he's the, he's a hunted person who also believes the conspiracy of crisis actors, right? So that's why I'm like, I don't know who this movie wants me to root for. It feels like they don't want me to root for anyone. Yeah, I think that that's except true for to Betty some Gilpin. degree. I mean, I think that's true to some degree, right? That yeah, yeah there is a, there is a kind of everyone is terrible to this that is annoying. Except for Betty Gilpin. <laughs> except like, for Betty Gilpin, who remains sort of nonpartisan. Right. Yeah, you know. And she's the only she's the only party in this movie who just actively doesn't want to be involved with either side. She's just kind of like, I don't care. I don't care what either of you think. I just, someone's trying to kill me and I'd rather just go home. Yeah. So what you're saying is she's libertarian. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's what's going on here. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so everybody's dead except for Ma and Pa. They start cleaning up and that's when we get that really, again, it's just the absurdest version of that conversation about whether or not they can, they should call them African-Americans or, or black, you know, and then the whole like, well, NPR said, oh, yeah, and what's the majority of NPR? White people. Yeah. And it was kind of funny when he was just like, we're the fucking worst. I mean, that <laughs> one I was like, hmm, <laughs> that's definitely something. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm always like, never trust white people. <laughs> we're the fucking worst. Never trust us. <laughs> so that one I was like, okay, that's accurate. That I see myself in that. I am offended by the accuracy of that statement. <laughs> And then I thought it was, you know, it was funny, just the over-exaggerated, no, that's poison, and then that's 41 grams of sugar in that bottle, you know, mm -hmm. just the, how it was almost satirical, how overblown that reaction was, and then her whole, I'm not going to apologize for caring thing. Yeah. But they get a message from Athena, who is the only member of this group that we haven't seen yet, and who I think we can pretty much... Even if you've never seen this movie, you can pretty much guess that she's the person we've only seen from behind so far. Yeah. And she's kind of the, the leader of this group or the, you know, the coordinator of this whole vacation for them. She comes on the radio and says that there's two more headed their way and they reset and they get ready. And the next person to walk in is Betty Gilpin, Crystal, or Snowball, mm -hmm. as we'll come to learn mm -hmm. is her nickname. Mm -hmm. And I... I cannot get over how much I love her performance in this movie. I, obsessed, 100 percent obsessed, time. obsessed. Love her. I mean, every little thing. Yeah, every little thing from just the way she tenses her mouth and the way she just looks mm -hmm. around. Oh my gosh! So I just the way she speaks, the way she delivers her lines. I don't know. I'm just so blown away by her performance in this entire movie. Loved it. Yeah. She put a lot of thought into this and came up with a lot of details about how this person functions and how this person reacts to things and and oh i loved it but she walks in asks for a pack of lights you know she's she does that kind of cute just i lost my wallet mm -hmm. that you know and she's just clearly suspicious but not trying to give away that she's suspicious right so she asks where she's at they say arkansas and she gets her change back and springs into action and i loved every action scene that she did in this oh yeah was, she's she great amazing mm -hmm. and i just love her like cigarettes in arkansas only cost six bucks you fucked up you fucked bitch. up bitch <laughs> <laughs> both the times that she got to say the you fucked up line were so great she's just great i want to take oh. her out of this movie and put her in a different movie because she's yeah. fucking great i want to put her in a movie where it's just about watching her be this yes! character yes yes <laughs> That's all great. I wanted from this movie is that character. Agree. Hard agree. 
So she kills both Ma and Pa and then just kind of, I, I love, you know this, I've said it every time it happens. I love when a female horror movie lead puts her hair in a ponytail as soon as possible. Correct. Because that's realistic. Mm-hmm. Not realistic that someone would run around with their hair free unless they had no other choice. But I love that that was one of her first prerogatives was hair tie and then shotgun shells. And I think this is in the part of the movie when we start to realize that she's got a history that we are going to learn about because she walks out to the truck and immediately checks out the Arkansas license plate, pulls it away, and finds a very foreign license plate underneath. And also immediately identifies that the door to the truck has been triggered to go to explode if, it, if open. And it's one of those things where, you know, she's noticing these details, not because they're obvious, but because she has some sort of history that makes her check these things, right? She's got some sort of Again, training or history that we don't know about, we learn later it's military, but that, you know, someone who wasn't, was never in these situations where they had to assume something might be rigged to blow up would not even have checked, right? For mm-hmm. that, that fishing line. Yeah. And would not have, it would have just opened that, would not even have checked to see, you know, let me look at this license plate and make sure that this is actually real. You know? Right. Th- that was smart. Going for the license plate was super smart. I know, and now I'm thinking, I hope I'm never in this situation, Fuck. but uh, now I know what to look for. <laughs> right, because there's no license plates to check inside my hidey hole that I've dug like a fucking mole. <laughs> <laughs> Hidden beneath the moss, where I'm not opening truck doors. Yeah, so she just got, she starts, she's picking up on some clues on where she's at, and then a drone appears, so she hides in the bushes. And we get some, she's stolen the radio that was in, or the walkie-talkie, or whatever that was in the Ma and Pa shop. She can hear them talking, and someone's checking out the place in, in, you know, with the drone, just saying you can't see anything. And then the drone is shot out of the sky by, shut the fuck up, Gary. <laughs> so Crystal, you know, makes herself known to him, and he he thinks that she's, you know, one of the hunters. And that's when she warns him about the truck and tells him that she found some tracks earlier, and she's gonna follow them. And I just love that his whose tracks. Whose tracks? And then we get, oh, train tracks. Holy shit. Okay. Because I also thought she meant <laughs> foot, footprints or something, you know? So they're walking along these train tracks together, and he's talking about, you know, Manorgate and how he tweeted it to a hundred or to 50 friends. And do you believe in Manorgate? Or it, but I just love when he's like, do you believe? And she's like, did you have 50 friends? Like, she just... <laughs> yeah, she's, I mean, her dry delivery is fantastic. Oh my God. I know. Or he's like, do you want to know what I think? what I think this is. And she's like, no, I do not give a fuck. <laughs> and then when she's peeing and he's like, I'm Gary, by the way. And she's like, shut the fuck up, Gary. She doesn't have <laughs> any interest. No, in... she does not. She's just out here to survive. And that's when she realized the train is coming. And again, something that I would not have thought over. She was like, it's going to go the slowest around the bend. And so, you know, we're not going to catch it standing still. So they jump onto this train. And even though she, generally seems to have no interest in having any sort of partner in this or teamwork she still helps gary get onto the train yeah and that's where we discover gary's crisis actors oh my god and again like i said this is why i was so uh, so confused about who this movie wants me to root for because we have the people who are the hunted which initially reads to me as that's who we're supposed to root for but then we have these people and they each get a single stereotypical attitude or belief system Mm -hmm. or you know that makes me be like, well, now I don't feel like... Because he starts immediately yeah. just screaming at these poor people, accusing them of being a crisis actors, and how he's like, I have a podcast that exposes these people and all this. Right. And Crystal's just kind of like, they have a baby, Gary. And he's like, well, there could be baby crisis actors, you know? And he's like, the worst. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but again, it's like the both sides are equal. They're both idiots. This is why what I walked away from was, regardless of your belief system, we're all garbage people. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, we really should have started this bunker years ago. Rachel. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> even if COVID had never happened, and even if the world right? was constantly on fire from the months of March to right. November. Right. This movie was delayed before COVID was a thing because Americans can't fucking control themselves. We really gotta go gotta into get, the bunker. We gotta, life. We gotta, yeah, it's mole time. We gotta, we gotta start quarantining our tribe now so we yep. can bring people in. Yep. I'm, ugh. Yep. We're gonna, we're gonna have to like the village this, where we just go out into the woods yep. and pretend it's 1795 again, yep. Yep. but with Wi-Fi. I'd like Wi-Fi. In a few years, hopefully, <laughs> the population will be low enough that the Earth can start healing itself and we can safely go in the woods without worrying about it catching on fire spontaneously. <sighs> combusting it'll be great where becoming a mole person doesn't sound preferable to right? continuing to live in, under the sun right there's have you watched any of that sweet tooth series on netflix oh not yet it's it's pretty good this is not a spoiler it's first episode two of the characters basically just go into yellowstone national park and live there and i was just like yes that sounds amazing they're like so many people have died from the plague that when they go off the grid they just go into a national park and live there yeah, and you know what's sad is that i hear that premise i'm like oh it's not half bad right now right doesn't that sound great they have plants or they have like a garden or a vegetable garden now i couldn't do that but one of the i i know some of the people who want to apply for our bunker probably could and uh yeah i'm ready to live off the land i mean you and i have the same feelings about camping and sleeping on the floor Gross. or hate sleeping it. on the ground and stuff you know and i hate sleeping in tents well it's not sleeping in tents it's waking up in tents yeah. it's five in the morning and Ooh, 78 degrees horrible. already and hate i hate it. that but, you know, I feel like if you are long-term planning to stay and it's not like, well, we just set up for the weekend, you could you could fix those problems. You could find solutions to all those things. If you're like, we're setting up long-term here, first order of business, not sleeping directly on the ground. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a cabin situation. Right. So yes. I would require a cabin. I would require some sort of functioning bathroom, some yeah. sort of functioning bathing apparatus. And yeah. then I'm going to be okay. As long as yeah, I have those then, things, I, I mean, it's not ideal, but I can make it work. Right. I can adjust. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, someone else that lives in a zoo, which I was like, I'm into that too. Ooh. Yeah. They have a whole garden situation in a zoo. I was like, yep, yep, that'll work. I do keep meaning to watch that show. It's I good. really good It's things. really good. Yeah, it's really good. All right. So before Gary shoots anybody. The train is stopped and searched by soldiers who are speaking a foreign language that we're not sure about where we are at yet. And Crystal tells Gary to ditch the gun or they're going to get killed. Everybody's evacuated off of the train and Gary immediately starts the whole like, I'm an American. She's an American. We, you know, doing his whole, clearly we're going to be treated differently because we're Americans, but the soldiers don't seem to care at all. And that's when one of the lead crisis actors, quote unquote, that Gary accused, this is, again, I again I know this is, it was absurd, it was funny, but it was funny, where he's kind of standing there still in character and he goes, I don't think they believe you, Gary. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Yes, I was like, oh, wait, what's happening? <laughs> and of course, Gary is immediately like, hey, no, look, he just, and that's when the guy goes back into, you know, the dialect of the country they're in and acting like, you know, oh, he's just trying to, you know get out of the situation and then as soon as the soldiers are out of earshot again he does this whole like come on gary get it together we weren't supposed to be stopped at this train and he admits that he'd been planted with the that the rest of them are true refugees and he was planted and that if they 
just keep it together and get out of the situation. He'll give them a head start before he comes after them. And then he calls Gary Buddy. And that sets Gary off. And again, Betty Gilpin in the background this whole time just watching her face. I know. And that one moment where we cut to her and she's just embarrassed by Gary. So like, we're American. I know. She's like, oh, man. And she's just making this face like, oh, God, I don't know him. I don't know this guy. Oh, my God. Besides being kidnapped, waking up in a foreign country, not knowing where she's at, being hunted. It's funny that in the moment. The biggest feeling she was having was embarrassment about the way Gary yeah. was handling himself. She reminded me a little bit of the serial killer assassin from Vicious Fun. Oh, yeah. But when he thinks he's got an idea and he pulls the fire alarm and she's just like, God damn it. <sighs> like yeah. she had the same energy. Same energy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so uh, Gary tackles the hunter who's, you know, one of one of the the elite hunters and finds out his bag is just grenades and that's when we get pants grenade yes we do he pulls the pin on a grenade stuffs it down the guy's pants he can't get it out in time take the pants off take the pants yeah. off yeah if someone yeah. sticks a grenade in your pants don't get the grenade out get the pants off right i don't care oh if you're God. straight donald duck in it get the pants off everybody will understand mm-hmm. right when your pants explode and right? you're no longer in them, no one's going to be like, whoa, man, this is a public place. There are kids here. Right? Right. Exactly. That is should be in the law. You do not have to register for a sex offender if the reason you exposed your genitals is because someone shoved a grenade in your pants. Right. That is the loophole. Yeah. That's, they call it yeah. the grenade loophole, for, and that is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> in Rachel's America, if someone sticks a grenade in your pants, you're not a sex offender. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they set the grenade in your pants because you are a sex offender, but that's different. That's predated, preemptive sex offending. So I'm just putting that out there now so people know. Oh, and there's so many just douchebaggy, like, well, I took my pants off because there was a grenade in them, if you know what I mean. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm flashing back to my 20s (laughs) and the many things in that arena i have heard not specifically a grenade but i've heard some things that are not not grenade adjacent oh man what i don't know what's wrong with me but now my mind is going into all these like hey girl i got a grenade on my pants you want to Throw your body over it. You know, oh, like my, horrible oh, douchebag. Yes. Horrible douchebag. <laughs> there's some version of that. If you were a grenade, I'd throw my body on it or some. There's some version <laughs> of that. I, I'm not smart enough to make the connection. I know, I know, but it's but almost it's there. there. Right? <laughs> it's like all the pieces are there. I just can't quite get them into the right position. Blowing up your pants? I don't know. There's something yeah. there. There's something there. Somebody some somebody smarter on the internet needs to finish this joke for us, but Or no, I think maybe you go the other way mm. where you're like, Girl, I wish there was a grenade in your pants so I could throw my body over it or something. Yeah. But then that kind of implies that you both die. Right? Huh. Girl, is there oh, a grenade oh. in your pants? Oh, and then it almost gets it almost gets into because you know how you could disarm a grenade by sticking the pin back in? Oh, so then there's all sorts of, like, yeah. I'm going to stick the pin in it. But then it's also implying that it's Give the a, size of a pin. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I mean, don't think it's no the messaging. there's no winners in this joke. <laughs> there really isn't. There's no, no one wins. No one wins in this one. <laughs> all right, internet. All right, listeners. If you've, you've cracked the code of this joke and that we are uh, struggling to get to, send them in. Email me, rachel at zombiegirls.com. 
I want to hear. I him. mean, I guess, I guess it's it says good things about us that we couldn't figure out how to make right. that work. You right. Know? <laughs> right. I mean, listen, I've heard some pretty bad pickup lines in my life, like someone making yummy noises on my ear and then telling me I was thicker than a snicker was a uh, a highlight. Ooh, yeah. I was at a gas station a couple weeks ago and a guy wearing no shirt said oh hey I think you dropped something and I was like oh what and I'm looking back like what did I drop and then he said my heart oh ew yeah so my friend Melinda has a very big voluptuous butt and uh it was frequently commented on when we would go places in complimentary fashion but the worst I think we ever got, and I overheard it because we were sitting right next to each other at the bar trying to order. A man leaned in, whispered in her ear, "Can I eat that?" <laughs> and she, being who she is, was like, "No, you certainly may not." <laughs> <laughs> she would go from zero to grandma like that. It was amazing. <laughs> Son, you need Jesus. Right? <laughs> and he did. He needed Jesus. If you think it's appropriate to ask a woman if you can eat her ass out in public, then you need Jesus in your life. <laughs> and I say this as a total heathen. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you need Jesus. You need therapy. You need a good talking to from your mom. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I always love that when people are like, if someone's trolling and sending dick pics or making like threats or whatever when people screenshot it and find your mom their moms and like send oh my god that is my favorite internet justice or yeah i've seen it also when uh women get really inappropriate dms yeah that they find and it's a facebook where it's super easy to find people's family right you just click you know on their profile oh that's mom i just want to know if you know your son is sending this kind of thing (laughs) oh my god and then you'll see them on like that little shit (laughs) i know There's not a lot of justice on the internet, but when the, that one is my favorite brand. Yes, same. Agreed. Yes. <laughs> All right, let's get back to it, because we're almost All right. one of my weird favorite people who are in here, just because I like the actor so much. Oh, God, yeah. So the guy explodes. Gary disappears. He crawls under the rail car and disappears. Crystal, again, in a moment where it's like, she spends most of this movie seeming to have no interest in other people, but she does see this woman with a baby and throws herself over her and, you know, yeah. protects her. And, you know, I don't know. It's just there's so many little things about her character that really, I don't know. It was one of those things that I really loved yeah. where she did for that sure. instead of just running. For sure. <sighs> but our next scene is Crystal is being interrogated about why she's, you know, here, why she doesn't have papers. And, again, at this point, we still don't know that she's military, but she... You know, she does. she's assessing based off what she knows, where she thinks she's at. She's taking guesses and eventually lands on that she's in Croatia. And the guy who's interrogating her about why she's there and why she doesn't have papers and, you know, she wants him to go to the U.S. Embassy, but he, you know, he's just very, he, he's just got a very poor attitude about the whole situation. <laughs> and then he's just kind of like, so are you hunted? I love this part where he's I, like, so yes. are you being hunted? And she's like, I never said I was being hunted. Why do you think I'm being hunted? And he goes, are you being hunted like Don? She's like, who's Don? And then they bring in Don, who had a hood over his head. And he's like, ah, see, I told you. And she, I love her. Just like, yep. 
Like yeah, dumb. I'm being hunted like dog. <laughs> I know. <laughs> God damn it. I love her so much. This is what I mean. Even just delivery of her lines yep. and like her pacing and her tone. Oh, I love everything about the way she performs this character in this yes. movie. It's so good. Yes. Did you ever see Escape from New York? Ooh, a long time she ago. She has big Snake Plissken energy. Yeah. Just silent fucking badass. Yeah, and I love her general attitude of she's just so over it all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, come on. Yes, yep. I, I feel you, sister. So from there, Don and Crystal are getting food in the refugee food line, and he's all psyched, right? He thinks they're saved, and he's talking about how they're going to go back to U.S., the U.S., and they're going to be on Hannity together, and they're going to talk, and they're going to expose all these people. And then I think who you were referencing, your favorite character shows up as the u.s embassy yes you know <laughs> i yep. love him i mean he's only been in a few things did you ever see blue ruin oh yeah a long time ago though I don't he's the main character it. he's the homeless guy that's going after the, to kill the guy that killed his family oh yeah he was so good in that he was so good in green room he was the the nazi with the sad eyes he's so oh. fucking good in that yeah, he, anytime I see him in anything, I just I just love him. I, he's an actor that I just really, really like. I think because Blue Ruin was so fucking good. And he he's not the he's the guy from Ghostbusters, right? Ghostbusters, isn't he? Was he in Ghostbusters? Am I, am I thinking of two different people? I might be thinking of two different. people. Yeah, maybe. This whole time I was thinking he was the guy from Ghostbusters. Oh, I know who you're thinking of. They do kind of have a similar energy, but no, it's not the same guy. But yes, I do. I the bad guy from Ghostbusters. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But yeah, yeah. No, no. Yes, but no. <laughs> no, but yes, I, hundred... I guess, actually. <laughs> okay. I really thought that was him with the bad haircut, but. No. Anyway. No, yeah. He... But as, you know, as is my, my nature, I didn't look anything up, so I didn't even check. I was just like, oh. <laughs> but then that might people the would have missed my great, no, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, I understand it's it's not fair to the other people who are trying to get a Peabody, but this is the kind of content that I'm providing you just naturally. <laughs> <laughs> Excellence in podcasting right here. That's all I'm gonna say. Yes. This is our this is our job. We are good at it and have done it for many years, clearly. Mm-hmm. Talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, so- <laughs> as my as you can tell by my witty retort. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes <clears throat> yes indeed so a guy shows up who you know is with the u.s embassy to take them away Donna is excited super psyched that they're getting saved crystal is of course suspicious of everyone and the more this guy talks the more she becomes more suspicious and i love again one of those little things where she just slowly reaches up and grabs the handle above the door and that sound she makes is just like she slowly turns to kick him in the head yes this is where i especially was getting the snake plissken yeah i love her just there's no tells you know what i mean we as an audience know are starting to get to know her enough to be like oh she's fucking onto this shit but she doesn't make it obvious until she makes her move and then yeah like then you're basically getting your face run over and right there you go so she kicks the guy, gets him out of the car, and runs him over, and Don is losing it, where he's like, what were you doing? She, He was going to save us. We were safe. And she opens the trunk to reveal, shut the fuck up, Gary, with a knife in his forehead. <laughs> shut the fuck up, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. Like, I'm Gary, by the way. Shut the fuck up, Gary. <laughs> 
And so it's at this car that they deduce that they are the last two of the hunted remaining. And Don still thinks, what What was he doing? Where was he taking us? We, we could have gotten more information out of him. And Crystal, she doesn't care. She's just like, I don't, I don't care why they're trying to kill me. I just know they're trying to kill me. And I don't, I don't give a shit. And this is where she tells him a story that her mother told her. Mm-hmm. That's takes a real turn. Yeah, it's almost the hare and the tortoise. Right, it's the jackrabbit and the box turtle. Same premise. The jackrabbit's super fast. The turtle races him. Jackrabbit takes a nap and loses. But then she gets to the end where her version involves the box turtle going home to his family, telling his family about how he did it while they're eating dinner, and then the jackrabbit shows up with a hammer and murders them all. The moral of the story being, jackrabbit always wins. And I love Dawn's, are we the turtle or the jackrabbit? And <laughs> before she can answer, a pig appears. <laughs> Just love her. You see a pig in a shirt, right? <laughs> yep (laughs) so don 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 so from there we get our first scene with all of the hunters in the room they're all kind of in a bunker waiting around they're talking about oliver isn't back yet and we're starting to learn all you know meet all these different characters and this is where again i'm confused because think you're hunting for or you think you're rooting for the hunted but they all have these viewpoints that i think are abhorrent ones that they're yeah that yeah right and then we meet the hunters who have all these viewpoints that generally people are supposed to agree with like helping haiti and not making jokes about aids and things but they're so overblown and satirical that it's just like oh god these people you know we get the guy who just keeps being like please don't make jokes about abortion and when he's like guys and then the woman's like excuse me and he goes i'm sorry i gendered it just this really satirical versions of liberal elites right mm-hmm. and so this is why i'm like who am i supposed to like and you know and what like, <laughs> asking people not to make jokes about aids is totally the equivalent of calling people <laughs> refugees crisis actors it's the right. same thing <laughs> same level oh yeah oh my god but this is why i'm like i'm not sure who this movie wants me to like it seems like it wants me to not like anybody except for crystal i don't know but so they're they're in this bunker they have an ex-military dude there who's their their trainer and dennis reynolds needs to go pee so he goes outside and that's where he finds don holding the pig and is this your pig and then crystal slits his throat back in the bunker where they're just having more conversations about like oh you know did you hear that and oliver should be back and things when the pig appears and then this is everybody's least favorite part where they just shoot the shit out of this pig (laughs) i know (laughs) which of course which, of course, hurts Liberty's feelings, you know? And then when she just falls to her knees and she's like, he wasn't innocent! I'm like, oh my god, they're making everybody look bad in this movie. Yeah, Every kind of person looks bad in this movie. Oh, dude. Except for, I think it's it's so annoying because the shit that they're like, oh, caring about animals is hysterical and ridiculous. No, it's not. You should care about animals. What the yeah. fuck? Honestly, were I in Liberty's position, I also would have been really upset to see a bunch of grown men just shoot the shit out of a pig. Yeah. Right? right. I, that's upsetting. That's upsetting. Right. But this but movie had frames it like it's a, a... It's an absurd thing by having her fall to her knees and scream, he was an innocent, you know? Yeah. It's very annoying. Yeah. Can we just Ugh. go back to Betty Gilpin, please? <laughs> I know. 
Well, we're about to get some really good. Betty yeah, Gilbert. we are. This is about to get real good. Actually, one of my favorite line, her line deliveries is in this section. So yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of the hunters is just like, hey, you almost shot me. And then he gets shot through the head. And I just love Betty Gilpin's like, hey, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when she proceeds to murder just about everybody in this bunker. With no thanks to Don, who shows up when it's over. And Love is like, so give me a gun. And she's just going to like, you think you can find one? Right. Get it yourself. What the fuck? But this whole fight scene is amazing. I love it. And it just, and this is where you start to be like, oh, she's definitely trained for this because she's not only, not just capable. It's not like, oh, she's physically capable, but she's skilled. Mm -hmm. And she uses that long range rifle to shoot the guy that made it out through the spy hole or whatever the, the, I don't even know what it's called. The hole in the wall of the bunker, you know? And so she's not just capable or motivated. She's trained. Yes. And at this point, the only two left alive are Liberty and the military guy who is training them. Crystal holds off from shooting Liberty, and I love her just begrudging, like, well, got real upset when I killed Don before you got to asking questions, so I figure this is your chance, you know? And so Don asks Liberty why they're doing this, and she's, because Jesus told me to. And I think, man, this moment, when Crystal goes to shoot her, and Don's like, whoa, 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 you can't do that? She's a girl. (laughs) I love Crystal. Ma'am, do you think you are afforded mercy because you are a woman? Yeah. And there's even just a look on Liberty's face, not even like a, oh, no, I have to say no because of my, my beliefs. But her honest is like, no, right. no, I don't believe that. And then she gets shot. Right. Over the radio, we hear Athena, who, again, at this point, we've only seen the back of her head and heard her voice over the walkie talkie radios system. And she is pulling a good old switcheroo where she starts doing addressing Dawn and being like, Dawn, is she dead? Did you get her? Which makes Crystal now suspicious that Dawn's been in on on the whole time. So now we have a little bit of a standoff Mm -hmm. that Dawn loses. Do you think he he was, he was definitely not in on it, right? I don't think he was. The only thing is, is later when they show the pictures on the wall, Dawn's not there. Oh. I don't know if that's definitive. Because everything in the way that he acts, and it doesn't really make sense for why she would out him. One of the things is that I, from the beginning, really thought one of the people who woke up in the gag was going to turn out to be one of the hunters. Right. And it didn't, that didn't happen. It just almost happened with Dawn. Mm-hmm. I don't believe he was. Me neither, but, but I just, the thing about it is not Pedro not being there. I just wanted to ask yeah. what you thought. Yeah, but there, you're right. There isn't anything that really definitively speaks either way. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he was, mm-hmm. but that's I'm just my personal same, feeling. Same, same. I'm on the same page. Yeah. So Crystal ends up shooting Dawn and then tells Athena over the radio that he's dead. And that's when she starts questioning the military guy who is real beat up, but still alive. So many little character things that I loved about her when she is trying to torture information out of him by sticking her finger in his bullet wound. And she's just like, sorry, 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 sorry. sorry." Through their conversation, this is where we learned that she was in the military, she was in Iraq, and he was in the National Guard, and he owed Athena a favor for some reason, so he trained them for free, and we get a little bit of a speech that I'm still not really sure what she was talking about, but I think more so is just supposed to inform us that Crystal has a lot of personal trauma that maybe is making affecting her mental health, because the way she kind of yeah. talks about where he's like, you should just go home. And 
everything she says, I have no idea what she's trying to communicate well, other than I feel like she has trauma and feelings that she doesn't know how to how to communicate. So she talks about how she works at a rental car place, and then she's just kind of like, so I just feel like if I have a day where I, I can put that somewhere, you know, and it was just very vague, but it did read to me like a person who knows what they're feeling and why, but can't quite get get it out, you know? Because it was just these half statements and kind of vague statements well, I about think why she can't go she, home. She was in the military, right? We find that out, and that she was actually in Afghanistan. So my takeaway was probably that she came home and has some PTSD and some mm-hmm. anger from her time in the military. And she's been kind of living this life and she has all this anger. She has nowhere to put it. And now it's her chance to express oh. the anger that she's been kind of holding in. And that's why I'm saying that line delivery that I love so much is the way she's like, I feel like, Ugh, and she makes this expression on her face. And she's like, now I can like, Ugh, and with a pointed finger, basically yeah. now I can, I have somewhere to put this anger that I have nowhere to put. Oh, okay. That's making So sense. you fucked up. Now you're going to be the target of this anger that I've been bottled up. Yeah. Yeah. But just, I mean, just the, the honest delivery of that she's, whole scene. She's fucking great in this. Her performance. Oh, she's amazing. Yeah. She's amazing. Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> anyway, she shoots the guy who has told her where Athena is. And I, I also love just these little details where he's giving her the directions and she's immediately repeating them. And it kind of gives that feeling like this is her memorization tactic where she has to quickly memorize information that's only given to her once. And so this is how she does it is he's like, it's going to be, you know, five clicks down a gravel road. And she's like, five clicks, gravel road. And then it's, you know, west for another. And, you know, she's repeating these directions so that she can commit them to memory. Finds her finds her way to what Athena would hate for us to refer, reference as the, a manor. But finds her way <laughs> to the manor, to the, the, the call box where she's instructed to leave the gun and, you know, leave the gun behind because she's not to bring the gun. And she... Makes it into this really lavish house where we get, finally see Athena's face. And she gives her villain speech, you know, where it's half explaining why she's doing this or how she picked her. And half that total maniacal villain speech of like, you know, it it surprises me that some people go their whole lives and don't realize the best way to cut a tomato is with a bread knife. <laughs> total psychopath or as crystal later calls it the grilled cheese speech uh-huh uh-huh but this is where athena explains her whole thing about how you know she's so sick of people you, you know she's got that so privileged viewpoint of you know these other people just not being you know being uneducated and not looking into facts and accusing people of things and how and she explains that she chose crystal because Crystal runs this Twitter page called Justice for Y'all and, you know, posted about Athena and about how Athena hunts people and all this and how it wasn't true, but they made it true through just as- believing lies and disseminating disinformation and assuming things without actually researching and all this. And that's why she's doing this. But that's where we get the twist. What? And I love, I love Crystal where she's like, I didn't want to interrupt your grilled cheese speech. Which, by the way, I You're... wanted that grilled cheese so bad. Oh, it looked so my God. good with the gear cut off the wheel and the fucking tomato. 
and the super thick bread oh. that you know isn't Wonder Bread. Oh. It's like that's that is a, you know that sandwich is fucking bomb, dude. I'd be like, sorry, oh. I need to do another take of the the, the biting the cheese part. Director, oh. one more but one more take, one more, yeah, one more. <laughs> oh, and that thing looks perfectly grilled, where it's oh just crispy God. and golden I'm on the so outside. I'm so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that. I this is the second really great. Where she's like, explains that she got the wrong crystal. That there's another crystal May Creasy in her town, and that sometimes she gets her mail, but she spells May with an E, and that that's the crystal who runs the Twitter. You fucked up, bitch. Fucked up, bitch. I love their fight, too. When they're like, no more glass. No more glass. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. First of all, choreography is great. great. It was a really, really fun fight scene to watch. Yep. I love even just the little things where they are up on the table and Athena's just like, that was good. And then hits her in the head with the light fixture. Uh-huh. And it's like, that's not, it didn't hurt her, but it hit her. And she's kind of like, ah, shit, you know. And it had a really great soft tissue damage part uh, where she's trying to close the shotgun and closes it on oh, forearm. Okay, so I gotta tell you, I've had that happen to me. Oh. So, back in the day, when I used to live in, in the trailer park, me and my roommate would occasionally shoot this pellet gun to decide who had to do a, a chore inside okay. the trailer because we were super trashy. And <laughs> it was one of those ones that you crack open like that to put the pellets in. And when I was closing it, I closed it on my hand and it clicked into place. Oh! So my hand was pinched into this thing closed. And I had oh to go God. find my roommate and be like, I need you to open this thing because I couldn't get it open because you need two hands and a knee to crack it open. Oh my God. So he had to carefully crack it and not that carefully crack it over his knee to get my hand out. So oh. that was trickery oh, <laughs> oh man but the person who thought of that that's some genius soft tissue damage right there i don't see that often and it wasn't it wasn't gory there wasn't blood involved but it was probably one of the more painful parts of this for me just i mean you know because you just oh oh it's so visceral and real oh god mm. <laughs> yeah but I do love, yeah, after they crash through a window, they're both laying there, and they're like, just one minute? just And they just both agree. Okay, we're just going to take a minute. And then they start fighting again, and then, you know, they get to the second glass door, and everything's just like, no more glass! No more glass! <laughs> and, then and they're both the like, yep, yep, that's fair, that's yeah. fair. There's these weird moments of gentlemen's agreement, or gentle ladies' right. agreement. We're like, we're like, okay, we're going to fight to the death, but... Not through the glass. <laughs> but no more glass. Please, God, just no more glass. <laughs> it's the not the face of this fight. Right. <laughs> and I love, I love the food processor blade switch I off. I know. I know. Oh, and the meat thermometer stab. Oh, so oh. upsetting. Oh, God. Anyway, fight ensues. It's amazing. It's a really great fight scene. And they both end up just bloody on the floor talking and Athena still has that look on her face where she's like I'm still so much smarter than you you're still so you're just this uneducated person who's below me and she's giving her a whole like they nicknamed you Snowball because of Animal Farm he's a pig but to Athena's shock Crystal's read Animal Farm right she knows that book yeah she understands shocking Athena that Crystal should understand of a novel like that 
but she does and she explains it to her and thinks that athena should actually be snowball because she's the idealist who you know created this whole thing this whole crazy crazy thing got people on board and believed her and all these things and athena is still like but i got the right crystal right and she's like no ma'am you did not (laughs) fuck and athena dies and another is one of there's there are a lot of moments i mean i love betty gilpin through this whole thing but this is another one where she's lying there she survived she looks over there's a jackrabbit just standing and just sitting on the kitchen floor through the open Uh door and she just makes that face which is like the fuck (laughs) (laughs) she's so great i love her so much and this movie has such i mean i say it has such a satisfying ending but only because the only thing I'm thinking about is she gets up and just gets into that grilled cheese. And I'm like, Correct. yes, girl, that you is get the, it. That, you... that is the putting your hair in a ponytail of post-fight moves. That is, I mean, that's, you do I don't not know let what it was. But it's like, like that go to waste. Or it's like, you deserve that grilled cheese. It's called the good for her moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's that, that meme from uh, Arrested Development with the mom where it's like, good for her. She's like, oh, yeah. like that is my energy when she gets herself that grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> yeah, you you deserve that grilled cheese sandwich. Oh my god! <laughs> then she cauterizes her wounds. Yep. Puts on Athena's clothes, including the shoes that she stabbed that first guy through the eye with. Yep. Saves Athena's dog. Gets on the waiting plane that has Grabs the same flight that crew. That crazy bottle of champagne we learned about that was two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a bottle. That Athena did the flying dive to save yep. when she threw it She's at like, her. No. <laughs> I know. Oh, and I also love in that scene when she throws the candle specifically just to turn off the Beethoven because she had already asked, like, can we stop losing to Beethoven and get this over with? Yeah. And then she throws the candle, not even at Athena, but just to turn off the music. It's like, hi. But uh, she saves the dog, saves the champagne, gets on the plane, does the whole thing with the crew where she's like, look, I know you worked for her, but uh, you think you could take me home? And then in marrying one of the opening scenes where Dennis Reynolds asks the flight attendant if she'd ever had caviar, mm-hmm. and she says no. Crystal asks the flight attendant, you ever had caviar? And she's like, I don't think I'm allowed. And Crystal goes, yeah, you are. And then she just settles in and eats caviar and drinks a $25,000 or whatever it was bottle of champagne straight out of the bottle. Yeah. She's like, how's it taste? She's like, fucking great. and it just makes me want more of her less of the surrounding movie all of the her this is okay so this is why i wanted you to watch this because i wanted you to love betty gilpin's performance in this movie as much as i did but also because i needed someone to talk to where i'm like i don't understand i feel like i really like this movie but i realize it's because i just love watching betty gilpin play this character the rest of it no i don't I don't think there I are like some very great much. comedic beats in this, like shooting Emma Ross's or Emma, uh, what's her name? Roberts. Roberts. Thank you. Shooting her at the beginning. I mean, that's a great shock laugh. The Ike Barinholtz of it. Great, great. There's a lot of really awesome things about this movie. I think the thing that drags it down is the ham fisted attempt at a political message. And I love yeah. political movies. I'm not the kind of person who's like, leave your politics out of my horror because, I mean, Horror is politics. It's the clumsy, absurd, both sidedism, unhelpful bullshit in this movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, that's what I meant when I walked away from this feeling like, 
what this movie was trying to do was to try to make me think everybody is trash people except for Betty Gilpin. Right. And I I mean, we see the pictures of all the people that they've selected and Ike Barinholtz's character is one of the Tiki Torch wielders. He, that is not the same. Someone who attended the Unite the Right and is talking about Jews will not replace us is not the same thing as someone saying that you shouldn't make rape jokes. It's just not equivalent. Right. And I just think it's it's such a stupid, privileged position to take that it actually weighs down what otherwise would have been a really fun sort of exploitation throwback film. Right. Well, and the the woman from Wyoming, her picture is at an anti-gay rally. Yeah. And yet, the, you know, they have people on the other side who are clearly that one guy went to Haiti to help with the crisis, not because yeah. he believes in it, but because he wanted to look good right. kind of thing. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, I get it. That's... Virtue signaling, but it's still not the same. Yeah. <laughs> it's not it's still not the same thing. It's not equivalent. <laughs> you know what I mean? One of them is being a narcissist douchebag. One of them is you don't have a right to exist and I would be what? happy to see you fucking die. It's not the same. Yeah. thing. It's just not the same thing. It's not the same and thing. And I do think that there is a really smart satire out there that could talk about political partisan division because it is a serious problem that we're having but the false equivalency ain't it it ain't it no it is not it's not it i think it's delivering not a helpful message no but it did deliver betty gilpin being a badass so i commend It it for that that's why I'm so torn. Well, no, I'm not torn. No. I'm glad this movie exists because I would watch this movie three times like I did just to watch Betty Gilpin yeah. be this character. Correct. This character is amazing. Right. But I just wish this character had existed in a different movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I, w- I mean, what I hope is that somebody watches this who's casting something and like, you know, it would be awesome in this to kick a bunch of fucking ass. Betty Gilpin. Oh, God, I hope so, because mm-hmm. I just, I want to see her play more characters like this. Honestly, the only other thing I've ever seen her in is Glow. She's great in that. She was great in, um, did you, I guess you didn't ever watch it, and it's not great, it's, it's fine, is the American Gods. She's barely in it. <gasps> She's the best part of it. I have not seen it. I've been meaning to. I mean, that was I my introduction to her, and I was like, whoever the fuck that is, is amazing. And then, so then when she showed up in Glow, I was like, Hello. Betty Gulpin, you're the best. I do really. You know, it's weird how there are just some actors that have that thing that you just instantly connect with. Yeah. She has that thing. Because her character, again, these are the only two things I've ever seen her in, right? And the two characters are very different. Yes. But in both shows, I was like, I'm here for you. Yes. I'm here for I'm here for this person. Because this is, I I don't know. Mm -hmm. She just, I want her in all the things. But God, now I just want her to be an action horror ass kicker. Right. I think she has a way of presenting an internal life externally. Even though she was very subdued in her affectation and stuff in this movie, there's something behind the eyes that's happening at all times that it, I think, on a micro expression level is just like communicating so much that you can't help but empathize with her. Yeah, no, that's okay. So that that's kind of I think the word I've been looking for is that micro expression because I just was so this is going to sound really weird obsessed with her mouth. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I know exactly what you're talking about. In the way she would tense it or just she, you know, lick her lips. She just did so much with these little tiny movements with her face that were so telling to her character and to her internal thoughts and dialogue. And I just it's something that it's just such a 
such a, a skill to be able to think about the character and be like really really commit to that mm-hmm. level of this is how if this person were real this is how they would you know and it just it's amazing yeah it's there's a subtlety to her performances and i i was wrong i was actually introduced to her on nurse jackie and i forgot and she's also the best part of nurse jackie I haven't seen that either. God damn, I've missed out on so much Betty Gilpin. She's the rich, kind of prissy rich doctor, but she's fucking hilarious. She's so great. Yeah, there's some great Betty Gilpin out there waiting for you to put in your eyeballs. And I, I even love those little moments in this movie where she, you're like, she, she's, she's got some inner craze. You know, when she's in the bunker mm-hmm. and she's about to stab Liberty and she looks at her and she makes that scary face and she's like, ah! yeah 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 team betty gilpin all the way yes betty gilpin can save america okay no pressure betty (laughs) also i just want to say i really love the name betty there's something very old-fashioned about it that really i love i don't know what it is but her whole name sounds like she should have existed in i don't know the fifth oh a hundred percent you're so right she does sound like an old hollywood starlet betty gilpin yeah greta garbo and right (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) 100 percent all right so you've watched this three times you're sitting down ready for round four what are you gonna drink champagne straight out the bottle yeah (laughs) excellent choice i mean the only choice the only choice (laughs) and if you're watching with friends everybody gets their own bottle Ooh, i like that you i've always wanted to do not always but ever since i saw it i want to do that thing where you have the mini champagnes with that little spigot you put at the top that makes it into a glass you know what i'm talking about oh yeah i I tried to find one last for uh new year's and i couldn't find them anywhere how do you get your hands on one of those i feel like they should be a thing yeah i'll do some search yeah if you find the little funnel that you pop in there you let me know because that i feel like that is my destiny like eating noodles out of a container i would like for us while we're eating the noodles to be drinking champagne with those little uh, mini champagnes with the little flutes in them can we make that happen do you know how badly I want that right I now? I want that so bad. I want it so, <laughs> so badly. So bad. Ugh. Ugh. So sad. And eating at like, a coffee table in a living room. Right? Not even like, oh, we're at a table. Right? No, like, we're at a coffee sitting table. Sitting on the floor. On a pillow yes. on the floor. Yes. That's the best way to enjoy noodles out of the container. Champagne out of the bottle. With champagne out of the bottle. Oh, oh my, my god, god, I was so <laughs> It made me very excited and very sad at the same right? time. <laughs> it's so funny. One of our listeners and slash one of my friends, Kat, in the Discord today was like, I've never been so invested in noodles in my life. <laughs> I saw that. Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, see, I told you. I wasn't lying. That movie makes you want to eat Chinese food real bad. <laughs> and not even polite company style. No. Like full, no. huge mouthfuls of noodles. Just like, like I'm not like much. wrapping it around the fork. Just. God, I'm fucking hungry. Dump. You got to stop yeah. talking about food. I'm starving. Okay. So for those of you at home, I mean, this is a, this is a spicy movie we watched. I think opinions will be strong all across the board so if you want to let us know what you think maybe we missed something maybe this was the smartest satire to ever exit the hollywood system whatever the case may be you should drop us a line at rachel at zombiegirls.com that's g-r-r-l-z kind of like 
Riot Girl style kind of. Anyway, or you can come chat with us on the Zombie Girls Facebook page. Or if you become a patron, which you should because it's dope, you could chat with us directly on our Discord where we hang out all day and talk about noodles, apparently. Oh, but it's such good noodle it talk. It is good noodle talk. It is top of the line. We're not talking Panda Express. No, we're talking your local noodle yeah. spot. Not the super authentic where it's like, this is really, this is some flavors I'm not used to. Yeah. Where you can definitely get sweet and sour pork that place. Yeah. Not a chain restaurant, but still sells orange chicken, you know? Oh that God, middle ground kind of. to stop. I beg of you. <laughs> I'm so hungry. All I've had today, I had a delicious, but still a salad. And uh, it is now 18 hours later. I'm fucking starving. (laughs) I beg of you. Do not talk to me about orange chicken or I'm going to die. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, you see what I mean? Not a chain. Yeah, 100%. But something that's still been slightly Americanized where you're like, this has definitely been catered to an American palate, but it's still not a panda express yeah you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah that mm-hmm. perfect six out of ten yeah. you know that kind of <laughs> that sounds like 10 out of 10 to me right now so for those of you who are looking for something spooky to watch tonight check out our video on demand calendar on the website we keep track of all the scary and scary adjacent films that are on streaming the various millions of streaming services as well as on video on demand and if you like the show leave us a review on apple Podcasts or wherever you are getting your pods and if you're looking to expand your wardrobe or like geez i really need a new tote bag or i love stickers check out our merch at zombiegirls.com forward slash merch where you can get all the cool things for all the shows on the network but i mean let's face it you know you want the stream queen stuff that that's what's funny right there I mean, I've seen it in the, I've seen it, well, not in the wild because it was in Instagram, but I've seen it on other humans and it looks awesome. So. And I tell you from, I mean, not even personal experience, but I hear when people walk around with that shirt, they get asked about it all the time because it's interesting enough where people are like, what is that? And then, uh, yep. People talk about yep. it. There you go. Think of all the new friends you'll make in your cool right? green shirt. So I think that's all the plugs, except for what we're going to be talking about on the extended episode. Okay. So because we're talking about the hunt and people dying, and I don't really know, that's pretty much the the connective tissue here. (laughs) I mean, good enough. I'm going to uh, tell you a little bit about some Darwin Awards that have been given to people who were hunting. (laughs) I'm here for that. Some uh, some real dummies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, awesome. So that just leaves our plan for the next episode, and it is a me pick. And let me tell you, Mars, I have almost picked this movie five times in a row, and I'm always like, "Do you want something more fun or more serious or more scary?" And you've always skirted it. That ends today. <laughs> we are going to be watching this movie. I cannot wait. Cannot wait to see what you think of it. And we are going to be joined by a very special guest. You know him. You love him. He is the source for it from the East Coast. The one and only <gasps> Eddie is returning. Eddie! To drop some of those amazing accent vibrations on us. I cannot wait. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Oh, my God. That's exciting. So this happened. I don't even know exactly how the conversation started, but this movie came up and he was like, oh my god i love this movie if you guys ever do it i want to be on the show and i was like of course anytime eddie wants to come on he can come on but 
it just so happened that I've literally almost picked this movie for like the last four episodes uh, that I was picking. So here we go. We are going to be watching Wishmaster. Have you seen Wishmaster? I have not, despite your many, many attempts. I'm so delighted. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I'm not going to tell you that, like, oh, God, this is the most amazing movie ever. But it is the most, it is far too entertaining. It's it's a a very entertaining film. I'll say that. But I don't want to, I don't want to tip any hands or anything. You're allowed to not like it if you, if you don't like it. Okay, but here is the synopsis. The djinn, having been released from its ancient prison, seeks to capture the soul of the woman who discovered him, thereby opening a portal and freeing his fellow djinn to take over the earth. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I'm excited for a number of reasons. Uh Uh-huh. One, I fully, I mean, I did not really know that you'd secretly tried so many times to get this movie on the show. I have this little section at the top of my private doc so that I don't spoil all the little things I add into the show that has a list of movies and it has been on there for months. And every once in a while I'm like, is it still on streaming? Okay, fuck, it's still on streaming. Okay, good, good, good. Because I've had other ones where I've had to drop them because things cut in line. Oh my god. I think this is this is the year for mm-hmm. I think we both have finally gotten each other. I finally got you in front of a Saw movie. All 9,000 of them. All 9,000 of them, <laughs> including the 3D, Oof. of which we do not speak. Yeah. R.I.P. my two hours. Yes. And now and now we're finally, you're finally getting me in front of a movie. I, I didn't know. I didn't know this had been on your agenda in such a strong way. Well, okay, so it's very 80s, even though it might be from the 90s. But it has like a very 80s feelings. And it's kind of one of those monkey paw kind of you make a wish, but you have to okay. be careful how you say it movies. Ooh, I do like those. Right. Yes. I know, because wish upon, like it's it's very in yeah. much in that genre of a, a wish upon type of thing. But it's kind of corny and and normally I don't like it. I wouldn't say it's a bad movie. It's not like, oh, it's so bad. It's good. It's good, even though it's not really good. <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> you'll see. You'll see. Maybe you'll think it's stupid, but I don't know. I think it's a very fun movie. And I think listening to Eddie talk about it is going to be a lot of fun. And that's the second reason why I'm super excited about this because yeah. Eddie. And I remember, okay, I mean, I remember very slightly contributing to that conversation in the discord where i saw it and was like oh yeah i'd be totally down and then immediately forgot that even happened so <laughs> we have the I worst mean, case of amnesia i swear to god i remember nothing i i'm i'm shocked that i've made it this far in life <laughs> there's a part of me that's like someday i'm gonna get pulled over for like a broken tail light and then it's gonna turn out that i have million warrants because i just sail through red lights or something yeah. i have a fear yeah. that that that's gonna happen yeah, absolutely i identify with that 100 percent. there are so many things where i know i've gotten really good at is figuring things out from the side if i can't think of something i have figured out a chain of ways to figure something you know what i mean i six degrees of kevin bacon everything in my life now you know what i'm talking about yeah if i can't think of yeah. a name or something i'll be like okay what are some ways that i can work around and circle back to it <laughs> Mine is more so trying to remember my own history. Yeah. 
you know, because I have this paranoia. Again, I, it's mainly focused on do I just sail through red lights and not realize it? But, you know, things like that where I work backwards and I'm like, okay, well, but I mean, let's look at the facts of what I have. Basically, I'm just the hangover in myself, but without the hangover, right. which is so much worse because right. there's no reason for it other than I just don't even pay attention to the events of my own life. No. You know what sucks is when you'll be like hanging out with someone and they're like, oh, tell that story of that thing that happened to you that one time. And I'm like, so that sounds familiar. <laughs> right, right. But you clearly remember it better than I do. <laughs> Even though it happened to me. I know. And I'm like, okay, can you tell me the story of the thing that happened to me first? Because I don't remember it. And it's not even like, a, oh, I was so drunk. I just like, I just don't remember a lot of things. It's alarming. It's terrifying. All right. Awesome. So I'm excited about the next episode. That is going to be a good one. But until then, I guess, unless you're sticking around for the extended episode, although there will be for those of you who are not patrons, if you do stick around, you'll get to hear the first few minutes of the episode to see if maybe it's the kind of thing you might want to, you know, subscribe for. Just saying. Mars, take us out. Thank you for coming back. We we love it that you will keep coming back and wanting to listen to us uh, just stumble our way through our thoughts and feelings. Find Yourself Friday right now, mm -hmm. and we never know what's going to happen, just like I never know what's going to happen in this extended episode, so uh, <laughs> I will be finding out along with you. <laughs> ah, it's always so fun. But... I always enjoy this. Like, you're always just, you, know, you never know what's going to happen. Sometimes it works. But... We never know. Who knows? Who, who truly knows? No one. Thanks for coming back. Watch The Wishmaster on Prime. And then come back and listen, because Eddie's going to be here next time. It's going to be so much fun. Oh, my God. If you didn't listen to the first episode that Eddie was on, it was a gem. Yes. It was so Most good. Death. But watch Wishmaster. Come back and listen. And that's all, folks. Have a great night. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And to Mars for always being willing to geek out about horror movies with me. Production on this episode was done by yours truly and edited by Ariel Messman-Rucker. And our theme song for this show is Die Historic by Three Chain Links. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the extended episode where me and Mars are about to get real dark. <laughs> no, I don't know. Actually, you know, you're saying you're getting surprised. I am also getting surprised. Like, I know the topic, but um, producer Randy helped me find these. So we're going to find these out together. I I love that. Let's just journey. Yeah. Let's just see where this road takes us. So have you ever um like been close to a Darwin Award yourself? Uh, like what's the closest? I mean Um, I once electrocuted myself unplugging a VCR two years ago. What? So not even during a time not even during a time when VCRs were were like the media right like this was this was like two years ago um i feel like i feel like there are so many times where i'm like oh that could have gone so poorly yeah. and it just didn't because i just i'm essentially just uh, like i just mr magoo my way through right life. you're just on that nice like, edge of darwin award at all times just floating along narrowly missing disaster at every turn that's <laughs> true i mean i okay so uh, on that trip that I went on a couple weeks ago, I was just getting out of an elevator and the elevator's doors closed on me.
And I feel like I didn't wait so long that it was like, oh, I didn't sense anything. But even so, they're supposed to have that sensor yeah. that, didn't like, they not you know. So echo open. No. <gasps> oh no i'm flashing to like every horrifying scene in an elevator ever well and here's the worst part is that previous to this the doors had started to close because we had just come up to the elevator as the doors were closing so i did the thing where i was like maybe if i throw a foot in there it'll sense it and not close closed on my leg and i still after that threw my whole body through Mm. even though i just experienced the leg yes this is how we teeter into darwin darwin award territory (laughs) yeah it just caught you off guard like that's just like poor building maintenance that's that's yeah that's like a osha situation yeah (laughs) but if you've already tested those door waters and you still dove in well yeah (laughs) yeah not trying to blame the victim here but (laughs) no but i mean there was a moment there was a moment where i looked back and my guy was just standing there with this horrified look on his face and i was like oh yeah this one might be on (laughs) 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 <laughs> yeah i guess he doesn't know yet he doesn't know of the marsisms yet he... oh i warned okay, him okay good but he just was it became very <laughs> <laughs>